and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. You know, the more I study the Bible, the more I realize that every single book from Genesis to Revelation all point to Jesus. In the Old Testament, Jesus is predicted. In the New Testament, he is revealed, preached, explained, and expected. You find him everywhere because Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible. I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies on my blog. This next series is a hunt for Jesus in the Old Testament. It's how God's story becomes our story when we invite him into our lives. It will help us get to know God better, more intimately. And that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with us. Yes, you and me. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to study what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. Exodus 3 and 4, God calls Moses to rescue Israel through a burning bush. The Israelites are enslaved in Egypt by an evil pharaoh. The baby Moses is saved from being killed in the genocide and raised by Pharaoh's daughter. He then gets into trouble and runs away. He marries a Midianite woman and has a son. 40 years later, Moses encounters God in the infamous burning bush. Let's dig in, we're in Exodus chapter three. One day, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, or also known as Ruel, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, or Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Israel, you will worship God at this very mountain. 
But Moses protested, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me. And he told me, I have been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from your oppression in Egypt. I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. The elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, Lord, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews has met with us. So please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then at last he will let you go, and I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave empty-handed. Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign women in their houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. Hmm. Okay, here's some, other, some things to think about here. The burning bush is not consumed. God's flame needs no fuel to feed it and keep it going. Moses is humbled, a far cry from the man who had to flee Egypt. God was aware of the Israelites' suffering. They suffered for over 460 years. He is aware of your suffering. Keep crying out to him. He hears you. He will help you in due time. Yahweh means I am. Adonai means Lord. That's Lord, L-O-R-D with all capital letters. And then Jehovah is God. And there's a video over in my blog. You can check out. It's called Yahweh. And it explains all the names of God and how they came to be. But God's existence doesn't depend on anything or anyone else. He is the one who was, who is, and who forever will be. And to dig deeper, I recently did a, a post on all the I am statements that Jesus made, which this is one of, this is the first one, but then um, it, it continues with several others that are really important. So I would check that out. And God reaffirms his covenant promise that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Continuing, Exodus 4. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Then the Lord asked him, what is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told Moses. So Moses threw down the staff and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. 
then you will then they will believe that the lord the god of their ancestors the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob really has appeared to you then the lord said to moses now put your hand inside your cloak so moses put his hand inside his cloak and when he took it out again his hand was white as snow with a severe skin disease now put your hand back into your cloak the lord said to moses so moses put his hand back in and when he took it out again it was as healthy as the rest of his body then the lord said to moses now put your hand in oh, okay i said that already all right the, sorry the lord said to moses if they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign they will con be convinced by the second sign and if they don't believe you or listen to you even after these two signs then take some water from the nile river and pour it out on dry ground what you do the water from the Nile would turn to blood on the ground. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I never have been. And I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. And then the Lord asked Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go. I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what you say. But Moses again pleaded, Lord, please send anyone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said, what about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he is on his way to meet you now. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him and put the words in his mouth. I will be with both of you as you speak, and I will instruct you both in what to do. Aaron will be your spokesman to the people and he will be your mouthpiece and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say and take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs I have shown you. So Moses returns to Egypt. So we went, first he went back home to Jethro, his father-in-law. Please let me return to my relatives in Egypt, Moses said. I don't even know if they are still alive. Go in peace, Jethro said. Before Moses left Midian, the Lord said to him, return to Egypt for all those who want to kill you have died. It's cool. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey and headed back to the land of Egypt. In his hand, he carried the staff of God. And the Lord told, told Moses, when you arrive back in Egypt, go to Pharaoh and perform all the miracles I have empowered you to do. But I will harden his heart. So he will refuse to let my people go. Then you will tell him, this is what the Lord said. Israel is my firstborn son. I commanded you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn son. So he's talking about Pharaoh's son, and that's what happens in the end here. On the way to Egypt, at a place where Moses and his family had stopped for the night, the Lord confronted him and was about to kill him. But Moses' wife, Zipporah, took a flint knife and circumcised her son. She touched his feet with the foreskin and said, Now you are a bridegroom of blood to me. When she said a bridegroom of blood, she was referring to the circumcision. After that, the Lord left him alone. Now the Lord had said to Aaron, Go out to the wilderness to meet Moses. So Aaron went to meet Moses at the mountain of God, and he embraced him. 
Moses then told Aaron everything the Lord had commanded him to say. And he told him about the miraculous signs the Lord had commanded him to perform. Then Moses and Aaron returned to Egypt and called all the elders of Israel together. Aaron told them everything the Lord told Moses, and Moses performed the miraculous signs as they watched. Then the people of Israel were convinced that the Lord had sent Moses and Aaron. When they heard that the Lord was concerned about them and had seen their misery, they bowed down and worshipped. So, human weakness equals God's strength. Only by admitting his weakness and relying on God's strength would Moses accomplish the huge task before him. And that reminded me of something Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. And he wrote, So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away, and each time he said, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. Do you need God's strength today? Peter told us what we need to do. We're in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. And all of you dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you at the right time. Yep, it's all about God's timing. I learned that after two years of being unemployed back in 2008 to 2010. He wanted me to surrender my whole life to him, and I was still hesitant. There were things of the world that I didn't want to give up. I finally did, and he rescued me. He will rescue you too if you approach him with a repentant heart. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking. Do you hear him? Let him in. What are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog. I click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. And also, considering what's going on right now, um, May 13th, 2021, I have a special um, prayer for Israel. Because as I've dug into Genesis and now Exodus, my love for Israel has grown. And my heart is breaking seeing what's going on over there right now. There are some scripture verses that I keep meditating on. First one is Psalm 121 verses 1 through 4. I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not stumble. Indeed, he watches over Israel. He who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. And Psalm 122, verses 6 through 9. Pray for the peace in Jerusalem. May all who love the city prosper. O Jerusalem, may there be peace within your walls and prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, may you have peace. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, 
I will seek what is best for you, O Jerusalem. And in case you had any doubt about to whom the land of Israel belongs to, God said through the prophet Amos, Amos 9, 14 through 15, I will bring my exiled people of Israel back from distant lands and they will rebuild their ruined cities and live in them again. They will plant vineyards and gardens. They will eat their crops and drink their wine. I will firmly plant them there in their own land. There's that covenant again. They will never again be uprooted from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. So that land belongs to Israel forever and ever and ever. Since 1948, when they all came back and they're coming back, the, the Jews are fleeing um, France. They're fleeing all countries uh, because of anti-Semitism and they're going back home to Israel in in quantities never seen before. And I have a couple of videos at the bottom of the blog. One is a beautiful worship song, The Great I Am by Phillips Craig and Dean. And the other one is a video, um, Israel, Damascus and Isaiah 17 by Tom Hughes. He's one of my favorite Bible prophecy preachers. And because what's going on right now, it's definitely part of Bible prophecy. So um, it's it's um, to watch that because um, this was all in the Bible. This is all in the Bible. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20 to 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.